TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with TC Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, um, all around nice guy. I'm all around nice, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think I've ever been to the soup plantation. Oh, well, you're missing out. They really? got some good creamy broccoli cheese soup. Oh, mm-hmm. I do I do like soup, but I and cornbread. just I've never attended. Maybe that's why I have not attended. Probably. Maybe it's the cornbread that scared me away. Yeah. Uh if you haven't seen Tony on Facebook, he's all dressed up. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I got dressed up. That was yeah, a good shot. I don't think I've ever seen him dressed up like that. He was forced. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Must have been the case. He's giving Hottie Patati here a run for his money, Because eh? <laughs> yeah. I had a suit on. Uh-huh. Mm. So, uh, Will Hottie Patati Schmidt's over in here, too, in the house. Hey, hi. Uh... He cuts his own hair, though. Mm, That's pretty advanced. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I could... With one mirror. I, could... I don't even have a mirror for the back. I have no idea what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to tell you, you what's going on back it. there. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's so... all going to work out. Hmm. Okay, well, if this is your first time hearing us, I'm so sorry. You've been missing out, but you can always catch back up. We have all our little shows on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah, we mentioned some other stuff before. Yeah, yeah, probably about digestion. Maybe. Imbalances and things like that. But if you haven't liked us yet on Facebook, then what is the holdup? Go to Kick It In The Nuts, and that's where you're going to like us. And that's where we post our topics every week that we're doing on future shows. And you guys can ask any questions you want us to cover in that show, and then we'll we'll cover it. And suggest show topics, too. They do yeah, that. that's give us, give us some ideas. Yeah. I think next next week we were th- th- talking about doing uh, a show on Hot Wheel Tracks. Oh, cool. Just because we ran out of stuff yeah. to talk about. And then so, Operator, remember that game? I do. I did Operation. like that game. So yeah, right now it's between... <laughs> between what? We're running out of elements well, Yeah, we're right, right. So we're going to do uh, board games starting next week. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Unless nice. you guys give us some other ideas. Yeah, so All right. Get to and it. remember when we didn't even have a sponsor? Well, that was silly. So now Audible.com... Silly. Audible.com. ...is giving all our listeners a free audiobook of their choice just because we say Audible.com. You know, Audible.com. I really like because I actually subscribe to audible.com mm-hmm. so i feel good yeah. about them being our sponsor right 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 yeah yeah i got we, a few books on there too yeah okay. we can say we're actually using yeah. stuff yeah. so that not not many people can say that to have a sponsor yeah right exactly <laughs> we actually use our sponsor <laughs> so to find the link go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook hopefully next week uh we'll have a sponsor that parcheesi will be our sponsor mm. cool or board game of the week Coconut oil. Parcheesi is a board game. Oh. Coconut oil. Play I know the word. I've just never actually. <laughs> we'll play when we're done okay. here. It's fun. All right. So today's show is postpartum depression more common today. Yeah. So it, these, these topics kind of freak me out a little bit because I, I really don't like uh, giving suggestions to someone who's to pregnant. <laughs> or, yeah, to women. No, you should just calm down. What's no, the I, I, like, I, like, I like girls a lot, but yeah. I, I don't like giving advice to uh, to women that are pregnant or are still nursing right. because it just freaks me out. There's yeah. so many things that can go on, and if something you know goes wrong with the kid when he's eight, it's going to be, it's because you told me to have lettuce that day. Yeah, every supplement even has nothing to do with it. They're always like, don't take it if you're pregnant. Because right, like, they just don't, they don't want to mess having. with any of it. So in this show today, 
we're going to give you almost no information <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> well, just like definitely with the proviso, we always say it's non-medical. This is for informational educational purposes only right. and so all that we'll, stuff. Instead of having our uh, sponsor mentioned every five minutes, we're just going to keep replaying the, the uh, disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. And I can see right now that always brings up postpartum depression. It always brings up like a mom sitting in her car with her kids about to run into a lake or something yeah, for me. So that's what you think about? That's what I think about. Like postpartum. That from. <laughs> it goes but, straight to the end. <laughs> to the degree, wow. you know? But I think it's an important, important topic to talk about. And I think the main reason is because, uh, like, you hear that, like, one out of five women that give birth have postpartum depression, and that's that's a huge amount. I get depressed just thinking about it. Right, that makes too. me sad. But there's also another thing they call baby blues, and they, they say that, like, 80% of women that have kids experience that, and that's, like, a, a not-as-grown-up version. Like, a, a, a few days after birth, um, you can have some... You realize you have to I'm take care of a kid. Blues. Oh, that's blue. that's different. Oh. That's not the same kind of blues. No. Um, but and and that can last for and that can be years. gone. Yeah, <laughs> give her kids in <laughs> No, but that can that can last from uh, you know a few days to a, a few weeks, and it's not such a severe thing, and it's very common. But still, with even one out of five women having legit postpartum depression, that's that's a lot. And the biggest thing that I think that we need to get the point across is that it appears that so many women are afraid to even talk about it or ask for help. Then you're viewed as a bad mom or like, what's wrong with you? That's not natural for a mother to be depressed. Yeah, they kind of feel like, I just had a baby. I should be happy. I should be so excited to spend time with the baby. Yeah, my boobs have milk in them. Yeah, Yeah, that's a weird thing to be excited about. but, um, But they feel like, what's wrong with me? So they end up not even explaining to people the situation or asking for help. And, and I, I think that's the big point that needs to get across is that it's not you. It's not a personality thing. It's not, I mean, we can even talk about genetics too, but there's stuff going on that's causing this. And we'll, we'll kind of maybe talk about some of those things. Yeah. What very, if you just have an awful baby? Yeah, you, you just could don't be. don't like oh, the kid. So, <laughs> just, so disappointed in this kid I got. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, we had a post on Facebook last week, and the question was like, uh, "Is my kid having? Is my kid emotionally unstable, or is he just a jerk?" Yeah, mm, yeah, it <laughs> could, be, could be. There's some yeah. different things that look at this. So let's kind of maybe just uh, get into some questions, and then we'll talk about some things that that we see are common underlying causes of this, and uh, when we talk about ways to kind of fix these things, we'll look at the most gentle possible way to do it. Nothing real aggressive because it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like when we'll just pregnant- stay vague and <laughs> you know, non-advice non-advice giving. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and my friends, like they're pregnant, they'll ask me questions. I'll be like, I want you to ask me again when the kid has a driver's license. Right. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so let's, right. let's do some questions. Let's dive into these vague answers here. We're going to get. Latanya from Book- Brooklyn, New York. I just had a baby and I'm not suffering with this. So if Latanya is not uh, suffering with it, it, it must, must not, not be, be real. real. Yeah, exactly. well, we'll pick a different topic, I guess. <laughs> well, aren't you perfect, Latanya? Well, I, and I think this is a good point because this is what confuses a lot of people. Like, 
you know, my friend didn't deal with this and I'm a way better person than my friend, Mm -hmm. you know, so why is that going on? Mm -hmm. And um, so we want to kind of look at some of the issues that makes this come up. And we've we've done an episode on depression before um, that was really popular and still is very popular now, even though that was one of our first ones. I think it'd be even more popular if depressed people were like more prone to leave gung ho yeah it's like leave advice or leave reviews well could the reverse happen if you are prone to depression but then you have a baby and something just like chemically clicks or something and you're happy as can be you know it just kind of fixes things Uh, I don't know maybe you're getting more of hormones or something that's a good point because um let's come back to that let's don't don't forget about that mark it down or something um because first let's talk a little bit about the most common causes of depression and then we'll relate that back to I just had a baby I've never felt like this before why am I feeling like this now and there's more than one cause for depression I know it you what I think I know it you think we'll low go. resources wow. low blood pressure Ken has it all been goes back to digestion it does go I always back say you're just on your phone not paying attention yeah, here I go. seven years of <laughs> right so well let's talk about brain. depression and resources and brain signals and all you know stuff like that just to kind of give a quick baseline of why does this happen to some people and 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 not others not even getting into postpartum yet but yeah, just the, basically general. depression right so I mean if that is if that is a big issue for you, you're listening, then like Tony said, we have full episodes on depression and anxiety would be really good ones to listen to. And then yeah. and then if those are also real symptoms for you, listen to our ones on digestion also because they all tie in together. Because when I was researching this a little bit, um, since I'm not currently pregnant right, and I, I've never had a baby. And you don't have a Right. We're sure about that. I used a critical term. Um, Okay, hey, we just turned Kenna's mic back up, and now she's back on. Um, So, uh, but when I was researching this, we found that uh, a lot of people with postpartum depression, it includes not just depression, but a lot of anxiety Mm. and issues like OCD and other stuff like that. And it just so happens that all of those issues can have similar underlying causes. Yeah. So some of those causes that you just asked me to sort of talk about, but I deflected, was low resources, as Kinda pointed out so keenly, wittingly earlier, where when your body doesn't have enough uh, resources, be either because it just gave them all to the baby or because your digestion isn't working well or because you really want to be a runway model and you don't eat enough or <laughs> whatever, or you're exercising way too much and... Whatever it is, if your body's depleted, it starts to feel sad and depressed and anxious. It's like anxious because it's freaking out because it needs, it knows it needs resources and it wants you to go fix that problem. So it'll put you into like, uh, you know, an anxiety, fight or flight kind of state to make you go hunt and gather and get food and make that happen. But um, sometimes if you're just, if your digestion isn't working well enough, you may even be eating really healthy food. And it's just not getting to your body. So your body still feels hungry and feels anxious. And you'll have low energy because that food isn't nourishing you. And your body's having to deal with all this unprocessed 
poorly digested food and that's sapping you even further of energy. So there's a lot of work that you might need to do tied in with digestion as well as the amount and quality of food that you nourish yourself with. Right, especially the quality because a lot of the food that we eat today doesn't have the minerals and nutrients in it that our body needs. And especially with depression, it, 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 we just kind of view it as a situation where the brain is not getting the resources it needs to function correctly. Like, um, in order for signals to travel from the brain to the body, they kind of have to bounce through minerals in the system. And when minerals are very low, those signals don't travel as well. Mm. And when the brain is not functioning optimally, it appears that we just kind of tend to um, a negative outlook. It, it, it seems like to have a positive outlook takes resources, which is kind of weird to think about that. But um, when the body is in that state of, look, I, I don't have stuff. I'm kind of freaking out. Um, I'm real upset about it. Uh, it. It kind of reflects in how we're feeling and thinking and the life that we're experiencing. It's like having money. If you don't have enough money, you're sad. Right, you're or you're stressed, stressed. yeah, you're, or you're anxious. Uh-huh. So you, it's a lot of this stems from your body trying to pay eight hundred dollars worth of bills with sixteen bucks. Mm-hmm. You you could probably get into a soup plantation with mm-hmm. sixteen bucks. That would. Oh work, yeah, yeah, that would that would cover the cost. But then you might eat food that people. didn't have nutrients yeah. in it. Maybe I'm yeah, not sure how that. People sneezed on. Yeah, yeah, in the salad bar. Yeah. Um, so. So when we look at issues like this, now keep in mind that life can create depression. You could have had a, a an issue that an event or some tragedy or something that has caused you to be depressed, and that's real and that counts and all that stuff. We're talking about people that are depressed and they don't understand why. They don't have a real reason. They're just feeling depressed. Right. And a lot of times when we feel depressed, we'll go and we'll talk to a therapist and we'll dig into why you know, what reason do we have? And you're going to find reasons. Everybody has reasons um, that they can dig up. But the reality is that um, a lot of times it's a physiological issue that's taking those issues that you found after 27 sessions with your therapist Mm -hmm. that you dug up from the eighth grade Mm -hmm. when that time when uh, Billy (laughs) Humanstein... Smash my lunchbox. Uh, here's the topic of conversation in yeah, all my therapy I, yeah, right. sessions. I am. Yeah. Right, right. I know. She calls me. Um, <laughs> she really yells at me a yeah. lot. No. But uh, what we explain to people, especially in the dep- depression episode a lot, is that um, those things in life are real, but a lot of times in our mind they're magnified because our brain does not have the resources to function optimally. Yeah. And if we can give our body the resources it needs to function, those problems still exist, but maybe they're only a two or a three on a scale of one to ten, and and we have the rationale to process them and deal with them. What do you think about that, Will Schmidt? Um, I think there, you can draw a ton of parallels when you look at your first book, Kick Menstrual Cramps in the Nuts, mm-hmm. or, or do you sell more done with menstrual cramps either way? Kick Menstrual Cramps in yeah. the Nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It's not enti- it's not completely the same thing, but it's very much the same thing to a huge like but amplified a lot when a person has a baby versus when they just have a period like tons and tons of resources are going into the act of like growing that baby, but then also like in the act of delivery there's so much energy that's departed, so many processes that the body then has to like 
go through to deliver the baby, but then transition out of like in, in trying to recalibrate now to like nursing the baby. So there's a ton of resources your body's having to give to rearing this newborn. It's not just that you just went through this incredibly intense birth act, but now it's got to switch gear. You got to hit the ground running and like feed it a lot, Uh you know, with its best resources. So just understand that like if your body's already usually a little bit low on resources, like it's going to be crazy hard to feel normal or good in, in this act of like giving all of your best resources to a newborn. So no, don't be hard on yourself if you're falling into that. Just know that you're going to need to take extra steps to like nourish yourself and support your digestion and support your metabolism. And you may still have some of those issues of depression, but the more you can do to help uh, give your body resources and help it process those resources, the better you're going to feel. You might even be resentful, like this kid is sucking all the resources out of you, sucking you dry, and you're not left with anything. Well, it's technically, medically, it's a parasite. Moms oh, will probably God. get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but the medical definition My mom's been of baby. Calling like, me that for years. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you don't have enough resources to create the baby, is that where like birth defects and things like that come from? Yeah, it's a it's a possible thing. There's a lot of theories about that, but it, we do feel strongly that when a a woman like starts losing her period or um, uh, she can't get pregnant, that a lot of times that has to do with uh, a lack of resources. So Mother Nature is just kind of like. Um, you don't have the stuff it takes to build another human. And if you tried to build a, another human right now, you would be left with nothing. So I'm going to shut that system down. So it's kind of like Mother Nature protecting a would-be mother um, that, that doesn't have the resources it needs to build somebody. But I really like Will's example there because I bet that most women can look back to at least one period that they had where their emotions changed. Or their no. rationale changed, no. or no. now and Kenna's making you know jokes right now because she experiences that on frequent uh, <laughs> periods. But there are a lot of women that have their cycle and they don't have any symptoms. They don't have cramps. They don't. And we hate those women, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not fair. Um, but the reason that one person would experience that and another wouldn't is because one woman has the resources, and a lot of times. It does go back to digestion, like Kenna wants to talk about, and mm-hmm. the, because digestion is is where the magic happens of pulling minerals and nutrients out of the food that we eat. That which we resist persists. So that digestion conversation keeps coming up because I want to resist it. Right, <laughs> right, and and so, um, but back to Will's example, you know, if a, if a girl or a woman uh, can look back and say, okay, I remember. At that time that I had that period and I just wanted to lie in the fetal position and watch old episodes of Brady Bunch and cry. So they can understand that's not my normal behavior. But it was just the body putting so many resources towards that that it affected their emotional state. So now let's multiply that by 49. And that's the times of resources that are going to go towards that kid uh, becoming a human being, building that, all those organs, all those tissues, um, this pretty hair, all that stuff uh, takes resources. So when the kid comes out, the mother's kind of left with, oh, I have nothing left. And a lot of times that's what's causing that postpartum depression. Um, let's go to a couple more questions and we'll hit a couple more 
uh, aspects of this. All right, Amber from Claire, Michigan. Here comes Amber's question. I'm sure it'll go to imbalances, natural remedies, etc. But mamas know this. It's okay. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to call a babysitter for help. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have someone come stay and take care of you. You're not alone. This passes. I need to hear that. I needed to hear that 11 years ago. That started to be like a poem there for a second. It's okay. Is the title of that? Is a haiku uh, almost? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I feel like Maya Angelou yeah, right now. I know. It's okay. Amber sends me poems all the time. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but Amber's point is, though it's probably our least favorite point that we'll talk about in this show, it's probably the most important point. Like, because we like sciencey stuff. Because yeah. we're geeks, but. I think that Ask this support. Yeah, this is probably the most important thing that takes a village. Any woman, yeah. Should if I have a baby, I'm calling you guys to babysit. Yeah, y'all. Nina's getting excited right now. <laughs> um, but what Amber's saying is that um, it's really important for a woman to understand that this is not her fault. This is not a defect. In her it's personality, the man's fault for getting you pregnant. right? It's the, it's the it's the guy's fault, and we need to take uh, responsibility for that. And we're sorry, mm-hmm. um, but if she can ask for help, then she can she can gain help because she can get sleep. She can nourish. Look herself. at all that stuff that yeah. goes into having a baby. You know, I had a, a friend that did an interesting thing that when she had her baby shower for the registry, instead of having. I want a onesie with uh, Evil Knievel on the front or, you know, all that kind of s- gifts that a person gets. She made a registry of help. Oh, like, gosh. Like you would, you just... I wouldn't you, go to that shower. <laughs> right? You gave away like, I'm babysitting <laughs> this time or I'm going to the store or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you... bucks, let's call it a day. I'm going to bring you food or, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help clean your house or something. So she got all this help that allowed her to oh. reduce the load in such a stressful time. She lost all her wow. friends. Yeah, she doesn't have friends anymore. But entitled. Right. See, every time she sends an email, it bounces back to her. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's weird. It's like not working anyway. But it's a good example uh, uh, of how to not be afraid to ask for help. And I know that the answer is going to be no, (laughs) but you can still ask. Right. So if women can understand that, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that's experienced this. Um, And hopefully this episode will help them understand why it happens. Then it might be a little easier to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Go, honey, get me some sea salt. You know, something like that. We'll get into that, too. Let's go to another question. Susan from Charlotte, North Carolina. I've heard... Pro, okay, progesterone cream can be helpful. Progesterone. Progesterone. Progesterone, progesterone. is a hormone. Progesterone. Stop. Whatever. I'm from Texas. We Prego. don't know those kinds of words. So this is a, probably an important thing to talk about because um, progesterone is a big deal with a pregnancy. And like progesterone levels basically kind of rise throughout pregnancy. Like estrogen? But it's, with pro in front of it? Right, it's just like that. But they, okay. So it's a professional. Right. It's just another hormone. Okay. Estrogen is one hormone. Progesterone is another. Um, but by the third trimester, uh, the amount of progesterone is way more than the person is normally making. Like, way more. Um, and it kind of helps the pregnancy go along. 
and it's being produced in those higher levels by the placenta. But when a woman gives birth, you know, the placenta is removed. And so that source of all of that progesterone so is now gone. The and then the woman eats the placenta. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a weird thing that probably not many of you listeners are doing well, right yet. But yeah, Polynesian, it's, all the rage it's it, it, in it really Hollywood, is. You know? It really is in Hollywood, and uh, it's been that way for a long time with Polynesian cultures. Tony and, will be eating bone broth and and, uh, and placenta, placenta soup. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Add that one to the recipe book. I, you know, from my understanding of what I've heard, I have not researched this a lot, but there is a lot of validity to it, and you know, all the resources that are in there. And, Maybe help the woman replenish a lot of what's lost. and I'm sure. Right. But uh, anyways, that's not the topic of this show. Um, but, but a lot of times with issues that we talk about, uh, they seem to be blamed by hormones a lot. And we kind of agree that in these situations, hormones can go amok. But is it a problem with the body making the wrong amount of hormones or... Is it a lack of resources and the body is jacking up hormone levels in a last-ditch effort to make things function correctly? So that's kind of how we view it. And if we view it that way, then the understanding of in the third trimester the body's making all this extra progesterone, then it might allow things to operate a little more smoothly. And if that were to drop off suddenly, then underlying lack of resources would show their head immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay, um, so, so, so that kind of helps us understand that, yes, there is a drastic change in hormones, but some women still have that drastic change in hormones, but they do okay because they have enough minerals and enough nutrients to act as like this buffer level, right. this buffer to um, uh, absorb the drastic changes that are taking place. Something else that acts as a buffer is wine. And I hear that now they're letting women drink again, like one glass of wine a day or something until like their second pregnant? or third. Pro- yeah. Interesting. It's like it's, it's coming we're not, back. We're not advocating I'm not that. involved in that, in that, in that <laughs> they are letting that. women or whatever you yeah. say. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not these two. <laughs> right. Things I've heard on, on, on the interwebs right. have right. said that. But yeah, just to like um, elaborate on what you said about hormones and and people being really, it's really popular for them to supplement with them. It's kind of good to remember that hormones are messages the body is sending itself. And sometimes you may have like, gl- like you know, glandular damage, like maybe your thyroid's destroyed or something like that, and you don't have a hormone that your body's supposed to make anymore because of that organ damage. But most of the time, I think you'd agree, Tony, the body's smart. And the body's like secreting, we think it secreting is. the right amount of hormones, unless you have, like I said, glandular damage for some reason. Um, and to just manipulate it and to give the body commands with by exogenous hormone supplementation or injection is it's kind of hijacking the body's natural intelligence. You right. know? And we'd rather do work to try to treat our body more like a, a good farmer we give it the resources it needs and then let those smart plants like turn those resources into really healthy right we're not yelling at the corn plant because it's not plucking out a corn yeah cob yeah. um now that's not to say that there are not doctors that do good work with hormones and that you can't see improvements there are some that really understand what's going on and they can very carefully monitor a patient and do some things correctly, but 
the most popular advice that you'll hear about postpartum depression is that you should use a progesterone cream. And one thing that I really don't like about creams is that you rub it into your skin and it absorbs um, and then you do it again tomorrow. And the problem is that a lot of that gets absorbed into fat cells and it can be leaked out of those fat cells at your body's discretion depending on about 15,000 different factors. So it can stay in there for a long time. It can stay in there for a long time. A bunch could come out at once. So all of a sudden this correct dose that you've been taking for three weeks you now have no control over whatsoever and it could be coming out at a much higher dose much lower it's just so i i i just i almost hate that method it just it makes me sad yeah and that's after the baby's born that's for postpartum or like is it with the baby too there's women that use it with the baby because uh you know they they've they've discovered that progesterone does go higher uh, during pregnancy, and if there's a problem with those levels, it can cause problems with the baby. So, you know, sometimes they'll they'll supplement it as well during pregnancy. Um, but again, uh, I just I prefer to see someone fix underlying causes. A good example of what Will was saying is like uh, cortisol. You know, if someone is uh, has a something that's causing a lot of inflammation or stress, and it's raising cortisol levels. Um, the raise in cortisol levels can also lower levels of other hormones. Usually when one hormone goes high, it causes another one to go low. They kind of have a yin and yang uh, partner for each hormone, um, generally speaking. So, uh, But that doesn't mean that cortisol is the problem. You don't have a genetic f- uh, function that makes you go cortisol crazy. Most people are have high insulin levels that are causing the stress and inflammation or they have a lot of stress in their life. They have other issues that are causing that problem. So when we're looking at hormones that are not functioning correctly, it's usually other underlying causes or deficiencies that are creating that problem, and you can fix those. All right. Keely from Los Angeles, California. My friend had a horrible time with this. Are there steps to avoid it? Don't have a baby. Ken is brilliant. <laughs> it's good. That's good. It's good sage advice. It no, is. I love babies. I really do. I'd say a lot of them would be like what steps would be the similar things that we talked about when we recommended steps to correct regular depression and menstrual cramps in those episodes where it focused on correcting your digestion first and foremost and then taking steps to fix usually low blood pressure issues if you are experiencing low. And you might have had very high blood pressures by your, or very stable or high blood pressure when you had the baby, but then once once you've given birth, it might have switched a lot. So you want to monitor that. And usually things like extra salts, trace mineral drops, and eating in a way that helps you have stable blood sugar can help with these these issues of depression. All right, so we just hit a few topics that we need to cover a lot. So the first off is is blood pressure. So if someone has postpartum depression right now, a really easy step to do is to look at their blood pressure and, and what kind of numbers are they looking at? Well, there's the systolic, which is the number on top, and the diastolic, and the number on bottom. And ideally, it should be somewhere around 120 over 80. But if it's low, like anything under like 113 over 73, like if either of those numbers are lower than that, we would we would say that's probably a low blood pressure electrolyte deficient issue you might be looking at. 
So if your systolic is under 113 or if your diastolic is under 73. Right. So that's a, that's a really good marker. And uh, you don't have to go to the doctor to get a blood pressure done. You can get a blood pressure cuff at any pharmacy. And, and any woman listening now should know that there is a rule that when you're pregnant or when you have just given birth, you, you can tell your husband to go get you just about anything. <laughs> and if he has any brain whatsoever, he's in the store yeah. before you're, and he's in the car before you're done talking. So you just say, go get me a blood pressure cuff. Or go bring me a doctor with a blood pressure cuff. <laughs> right. No, but um, a blood pressure cuff is, you know, $40, $50 at any pharmacy. And it's something that you can do at home. And what's great is if you have that tool, then you can kind of monitor what's going on. If there's a day where you're like way more depressed, then look at that. And does your number correspond with that? And then all of a sudden, things can start to make sense to you. Also, like... I think she said something about, is there anything you can do to avoid it? Like, if you already know this stuff before you get pregnant, like, I mean, I'm a little long in the tooth, but I may have a kid at some point. And I know these things about myself already. So I'm trying to work on getting off the last bit of my weight, getting my imbalances fixed so that when I do have a kid, people don't want to kill me. Right. Right. So, or you I mean, want to kill other yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you can also start taking steps before to make yourself healthier and to fix things and correct your digestion. Right. So that's the optimal situation is yeah, to plan ahead. Yeah, but a lot of times ahead. it's, yeah, you don't know when you're going to get pregnant. Right. So. Um, so let's look at a couple of very uh, gentle things that a person could do to increase their resources. Um, one is uh, sea salt. You know, an unrefined salt is very good. And if you're living in that world where uh, salt is still bad, you have to understand that that's a fictional world. Um, sea salt is a different uh, situation. and just It's minerals that our body needs, especially if our blood pressure is low. Mm -hmm. So that's a very gentle thing that somebody could do is just add sea salt to their food. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that mothers have been doing for a, a really long time, yeah. since before we had Legos. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Was there a time before that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. doesn't seem like there'd be a purpose if there was no Legos. So. Um, but another thing that I really like is bone broth. Mm. You know, because that's something that our great-grandparents had every day, and all pregnant women had that, and breastfeeding mothers, they... They had soups. You know, they took a carcass and they used every bit of it. So they made soup out of that. And you got all of those. What do you get out of bone broth, Will? We get a lot of collagen, which is a fantastic protein resource that your body uses to rebuild tissue. So you can bet your farm you're going to need help with that once right. you just gave away all that all of your farm <laughs> right <laughs> you gave away your farm to this baby and you're still making milk and all these other like high quality nourishing um, resources for the baby you need extra support for your own self so you don't break down so there's a lot of those essential amino acids in bone broth that are really bioavailable and and perfectly tuned as far as like the ratios of amino acids in them right to help you rebuild your cells so right so i, I hate pregnant or breastfeeding women taking supplements you know i hate them i hate for them to Period. take supplements <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um, 
supplements just because it just freaks me out, like I said. But something that has that much nutrition packed in it. Yeah. And, and just Google paleo bone broth recipe and you'll find a bunch of them. Sure. And it's something that you can just make in a crock pot. And of course, your husband just, can make you're just going to tell your husband <laughs> to make it anyway. It's not like you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Amber's haiku. I mean, this is the time to take care of yourself. And like they say on airplanes, you know. Put the oxygen mask on yourself before you do your kid. Put it on your kid because you well, don't have anything that, left. Everything to give. that kid's gonna eat is probably gonna come from you too. Yeah, so you, and you will have nothing left over. Yeah, bonus. You don't right. take care of yourself. So right, and another good point selfish. is that if you can do organic, that's always better. Why not use a, a something that has that is most likely at least higher quality? And it doesn't have all the junk that's going to create another burden for your body to have to deal with. Sure. Every one of those burdens takes more resources, so why not remove as many burdens as you can? Yeah. And I think that's pretty scientifically proven now that if you're eating animals that were raised with antibiotics, they translate to you. They right. get you. I think that's been pretty well documented. And then you got to take a step further. Well, that, that milk that you're making then is going to have antibiotics in it that's going to go to your baby, and then that's going to screw up their whole floral system inside their intestines so like you want to be clean because you're eating for you and your baby so you don't need to put those pollutants in there right and when you're um you know when you have a new baby and all this new life is going on of uh oh i don't get to sleep anymore and oh i haven't put on clothes in three weeks um a lot of times it's just i'm just gonna lunch today is a can of pringles you know, it's just that it's it's it takes effort to eat real food and all that kind of stuff. But if you're if you're having problems like this, know that it's really important. Yeah, you I'm know, so your your body's screaming for resources. What you were saying about like eating organic and stuff, like I know that for me, like oh, when you get pregnant, that's the time you can get really fat and you can eat whatever you want and ice cream and nothing's off limits. But mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, if you think about it, because. You've got to give yourself nutrients and stuff that actually makes, yeah. you know, resources in your body. And there's, I, I mean, I've heard some other, like, alternative health podcasts talk about how there isn't more nutrients in organic foods compared to, like, conventionally raised crops. And that's that's kind of true. The benefit of organic foods is that they don't have the antibiotics or hormones or pesticides and herbicides and things on it. So that's great. They're a step up. But then there is further you can go with food that does have much more nutrition in it. When you look at like what's called like high bricks farming, when you look at farmers that are growing their foods in nutrient-dense soils with the bacteria active in the soil, you can learn about this through my friends uh, have a really great nonprofit uh, called the, the Soil Story is the website, and they have a nonprofit called Kiss the Ground where yeah. they talk about nutrition farming, and that food is way more nutritious. Right, that's serious stuff. That's serious, and that kind of like if you're eating that kind of produce, mm-hmm. it's and your digestion's working well, you're gonna be pretty well off. Like your body's gonna have a Even great. Just not option. eating processed and junk though is yeah, that's is, big. If yeah. you're still on the Pringle. Yeah. <laughs> There's a long way to go. So you're yeah, eating get, Twinkies get, just get, because you can get fat. Just right. get out of the middle of the store and start shopping Same. on the outside at, 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 at very minimum. But the great thing about that bone broth situation is that um, cooking it for you know days uh, in the crock pot like that helps extract a lot of those nutrients and put them in a liquid form so that your body doesn't have to digest them in order to use them. That's why it becomes this... It's a very gentle but very effective 
uh, tool for someone in this situation. Yeah. So we got salt. We got bone broth soup. Trace mineral drops. We like those not so much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Oh, <laughs> That's right. something we use a lot with uh, someone who has depression. Right. That could help them lift uh, resources, but I don't know. How about our regular sort of digestive support? Oh, I don't still know. Hands yeah, off. Still, you might want it maybe. Molasses, blackstrap, or blackstrap molasses. Or, that might be an okay <laughs> one. All right. <laughs> right. How about the greens that grow on beets for liver yes, support? Yes, there we go. Okay. So Let's sounds eat like those. whole foods. Cook them up and because eat them. pregnancy, like, as known, like, there's a whole diagnosis of, like, pregnancy-induced cholestasis, like when your bile flow gets stopped while you're pregnant. And part of that is due to, like, all the cell die-off that's happening during that whole situation. And But your bile can get really sludgy and stuck and not flow at all sometimes. Because Which may of, have a lot to do with the nausea that sometimes yeah. accompanies. So you may need to really focus on that so that you can feel okay and, because having your bile flow blocked will definitely make you have an off day right and we have a free four-week digestion course at kickitonthenuts.com that teaches how to improve digestion not that we're recommending that you do all those things while you're pregnant or nursing (laughs) we're just saying that that information is there so you can at least understand what might be going wrong with you and i've always heard like folic acid Mm. you hear that a lot but it's a it's a tricky topic with uh you know one thing about Folic acid is that it's a pro-anabolic uh, supplement, so it helps push a person into that building and repairing state further. But there's also some issues that people have with folic acid uh, that I don't know how on board I am either way on that yeah, one. Because you could easily be too anabolic with right. all like elevated estrogen levels. So, right. But it is one of those things that they've been suggesting for every pregnant woman for decades yeah. now. Um, that doesn't mean that's right for every pregnant woman. Right. All right. Whew, let's see. Peg from Boston, Massachusetts. Is the lack of sleep that comes with having a new baby a factor? I bet it is. Because, I, I mean, if I miss one hour of sleep, no, now I get mad. <laughs> I wake sure. up yelling. You know, in a... In a the lack of sleep, uh, now, of course, when the baby's crying, that's one lack of sleep, but a lot of mothers, uh, that are, especially that are dealing with postpartum depression, also have a hard time sleeping, mm-hmm. and we have a whole insomnia episode that explains that, but maybe you could explain, Will, how a lack of resources can affect sleep. Yeah, well, it's the same tie-in that we mentioned earlier when we talked about how low blood pressure relates to anxiety. You're body knows it needs uh, sufficient resources to keep the show running, keep your heart beating, keep your brain running, keep your breath going. So it'll start to freak out when it doesn't have like, when it starts to like detect that the fuel tank is getting low. So it'll try to spur you to action to go hunt and gather and forage and get resources back in your body. So it doesn't want you to just sleep your life away if you're on like your last couple, you know, calories of available energy. So it'll wake you up and try to get you to go fix that situation well in advance before you're actually going to starve to death. Because your body doesn't know that you have that can of Pringles in the cupboard. It thinks you have to go out and find a zebra and whack it on the head. Yeah. So you won't sleep soundly. You'll get up to go hunt a zebra or grab some Pringles and 
if your body had better nourishment and it could make it through the night, then it would allow it to like stay in its deeper sleep states and, and rebuild and do all those things that are important for your mental health. So yeah, definitely these interruptions to your sleep are going to screw with your, your mood. Right. And the lack of sleep can also affect a body's performance as well. And that, that could affect a lot of things. So absolutely that's a factor, but let's give a, a couple of tips on, uh, ways to help a person sleep because a lot of this basically when sugar and minerals go low the person is kind of screwed they can't sleep that great mm-hmm. um, because that's when the body really freaks out when minerals are okay they can buffer low sugars when sugars are higher they can buffer low minerals um, but a, a, a woman who just gave birth is going to have lower minerals whether she's in a crisis level or not they'll be lower in most cases um so if you're eating in a manner that makes your blood sugar spike and crash that's the perfect formula for lack of sleep or elevated emotional issues and all that kind of stuff that comes along with minerals and sugars going low at the same time Mm -hmm. so we like to see people uh especially at night um that are dealing with a situation like this to eat some healthy fats and even some protein that's more like a a slow log burning on the fire instead of twigs that are going to burn out Mm -hmm. in a few minutes Mm -hmm. and salty stuff like a salty soup mineral rich a fatty meat would be like very nice evening meal i'm gonna have a steak right before i go to bed (laughs) it's really it's really great i mean uh, if you can if you can digest a steak with some kind of cream sauce (laughs) then you're really setting yourself up to to have fuel (laughs) throughout the night and and that's that's a good step to do so you want to avoid having you know even if you're having a fruit at night that can cause enough of a spike and crash even though it's natural and healthy it, that's that's causing a problem with your sugar levels. You want something that's going to not raise insulin so high so that when sugars come down, they're not crashing down. What if it's not really a... I mean, it probably is physiological, but what if it's more of a stress of, I'm not going to hear my baby if they're crying? What if my baby chokes? What if I roll over on it if it's in bed? You know, those would be all my fears. Like, I'm going to squash this baby if it's sleeping in the bed with me or beside me or something, you know, things like that. They they have t- toys for parents. <laughs> they have an app for that. They have an app for that, yeah. For don't you roll over start, my baby okay. in bed. You just start, like, lullabying and rocking your baby, like this little... That'd be a great crib, right? So those are... rock and crib. I think a perfect example of that is that, I mean... Especially new moms. Like, you've never had a kid before, so you're, like, all scared of all these You're all paranoid. Everything has to be perfect. I'm going to, you know, the kid's getting a a baby wipe every time it it goes into a new room where dirty air could be. Um, So all of that is, is legit, but... If you're a new mom and you're freaking out about, I, you know, I I saw a star that was not in the sky last night. I don't that want my star ba- is following me. I don't my want my baby, baby to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> so if that's the rationale that you're dealing with, then guess what? You you have some low resources. Okay. <laughs> so if all those things are magnified to a huge level, then getting your brain to operate on a rational level where you can look at the real things that you should worry about and avoid the things that may not need to be so worried about. Um, but anyway, so uh, consuming some type of fats, because like, a lot of people are still 
eating a low-fat diet because they think that's healthy and they want to be healthy so that their baby is healthy. And when people are still eating a low-fat diet, it just it hurts my feelings. Yeah, it's like they don't even listen. Right, we we totally <laughs> mentioned that on one of our other shows, I think. I get it if your bile is still blocked and you're, it's not right. going well. But but also, this, that's the information that's out there, is to avoid fats, avoid saturated fats, don't eat cholesterol-containing foods, you know. And so if you're living in that world... We have other episodes that you should listen to on like dietary fats and um, cholesterol and so that you can understand that those things are beneficial for you and, and your baby. And if you can adjust what you're eating and move it away from um, you know toast with jelly at night and move it to something with some proteins and some fats that can sustain you through the night, then you may be able to sleep for three or four hours, which is you know what a mother should shoot for, really. Yeah. And a cookbook coming out soon with every mm-hmm. possible way to cook with coconut oil. Right, <laughs> right, that's coming. I still like my idea for a crib that rocks the baby. Yeah, that's it's, it's good. Little, yeah. like it, you could yeah. record the mom's voice singing to it. Like it just yeah. activates when Unless it starts you have a horrible voice. <laughs> yeah. Your baby's like, oh, God. Um, all right, Janie from Danville, Danville Col- Colorado, California. That's right next to my hometown. Yeah, there you go. How long does it usually last? Like Will said, 18 years. Right, Uh, probably as long as you have low blood pressure and unstable blood sugar. Right, and and because uh, postpartum depression can just roll right over into depression. Right, right. it doesn't need to sign up again. You've got eighteen months, and then switch to a new plan. Right, right. Right. So we're going to switch your meds now because it has a new name. Um, But uh, for most women, um, as they start to replenish some of their resources, um, it can. They say it seems to last in the in the first twelve months that most people will have come out of it by then, but we should ask Tom Cruise though, because he knows everything about postpartum. Does depression. he really? Oh, don't you remember that whole thing with Brooke Shields when he said it wasn't real? Oh right, right. And she got real upset about <laughs> oh, that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess Latanya is going to be getting a call from Brooke mm-hmm. later today mm-hmm. too. Um, well, Tanya probably doesn't like me either. <laughs> no, but I think Latanya was just saying that she doesn't suffer from it. She didn't say that it wasn't real. Um, but uh, yeah, there isn't an answer to that because it really is going to depend on the person, uh, the level of resources that were taken away, their ability to bring in new resources, and are they doing things that will allow that to happen, or are they just eating food out of a vending machine and? Out of a cereal box and stuff like that. So there's a lot of factors. Huh? What if you had electrolyte excess? Then you probably would not be dealing with this situation. But would it be harmful to your child? Oh well, there's other problems that come with, uh, you know, high blood pressure is what Ken is talking about. Um, So if someone had high blood pressure and they had a kid, you know, would they just skate right through it? And who knows? I mean, they 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 would likely have extra resources, but a lot of those resources could be filth. You could still, yeah, I mean, you could still have metabolic problems that make you depressed. Like if you're insulin-resistant diabetic, like you're still not going to feel happy because your body's still freaking out about, where are my resources? Then the cells just aren't using it because you're insulin-resistant. But it's all in your it's blood. It's just sitting just in your blood, them. creating a yeah. lot of free radical damage. If you're like, what, my blood pressure's not low, I've got tons of resources, I'm like, you know, 
and so but if are the cells getting them is the maybe thing it'd that's be the good thing. to have a baby because then maybe your blood pressure it might help lower. some people yeah. feel better but the the <laughs> idea is to have good blood pressure yeah, yeah. Right. that's that's really what you want to shoot for and to have resources so um but that's another thing with the low fat is a lot of people with depression issues are um are they they can't digest those fats so they avoid them because they feel lousy when they eat them or they're avoiding them because uh, they hear it's the healthy thing to do so if you can move towards including some of those fats then that's it's backup fuel for your body when you know sugar goes low your body should be able to access fat and use that for fuel too and sustain you through the day wow well we answered them all we did so let's let's review and let's kind of look at okay what are the steps that if a mother right now is having postpartum depression what are the first things that she should do uh she should first look at her blood pressure see if it's low if it is take some of the steps we mentioned like eating more salt and bone broth soups Look at your digestion. More real food. More real foods, yeah. Look at your digestion and see if there's like if, if things are going well in that department. Like is your stomach acid levels working? Is your bile flowing? And if it's not, like there's some steps you can learn about that you might want to take if your doctor okay's them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. On our free digestive issues course at kickinthenuts.com. And um and then look you know, look at your metabolism too. Like see like are you are you ripping through sugars really fast? And is your is your blood sugar unstable, or are you insulin resistant? Are you not processing carbs correctly? And and learn more about how to correct those like fast or slow oxidizer imbalances, like in any of your books. Like the menstrual cramp book would be a great one to review, also, because you can tie that over like that whole PMS symptom. You can almost like swap in this the postpartum depression the magnified version, right? Every of that. time you read menstrual cycle or PMS, like read postpartum depression, and then. It, you apply all the information in that book to your situation. Right. And the next situation, the next step would be to, you know, try to eat more nutrient-rich foods, mm. more foods that are going to give you the nutrition you need. You know, another thing we never mentioned was, um, you know, a pregnant woman making that milk for her baby has to drink enough water to do that. Mm. Um but some of the recommendations they give for women, they're like, every woman should be drinking a gallon of water a day. And if you have low resources, you're going to be washing away the little amount of resources that you have by drinking that much water. Yeah. So you may need to find the balance of drinking enough water to be able to make the milk that you're making without washing away every you know mineral that you have that's allowing you to function. And that that's another point for fat, like, Mother's milk is mostly water and fat. Right. You know, so your body, your your baby's body wants to run off of those those fats. And if you're not eating them because you heard they're bad for you, like, that's going to be a problem. Right. So fat it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For all our Kick It Naturally listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link. And if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com or head on over to Will Schmidt's page, mybodyofknowledge.net, and he's got lots of great information on there as well. So the main thing is just remember, this is, this is not your fault. This is not something wrong with you as a person. Um, and, and don't be afraid to ask help. It's you, okay. Right, it is. words of Amber. 
<laughs> right. Amber so said. So she rises. Amber, Amber, Amber is usually right. Um, so listen to Amber. That's the theme of today's show. But just ask some help so that you, or ask for some help so that you can improve your situation because it is a situation that is is able to be improved in mm-hmm. most cases. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Go get pregnant. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y and we'll see you on the inside.